Welcome back to another episode of Dr. Knows Best, Bible Bowl and Booze. I'm Lisa. And I'm Derek. This week, spoiler alert, we're talking about Hawkeye and Spider-Man No Way Home. Normally we have one thing we have to talk about before we get started in an episode. Today, we have two. Yeah, first things first, spoilers. Like, well, no, no, that's not what I'm talking about. Oh, no, well, I'm talking spoilers. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I said it in the intro, but, but... Before we even get to that. But no, really, like, stop listening now if you haven't watched Hawkeye and plan to, or if you haven't watched Spider-Man No Way Home and you plan to, because we're going to ruin it all for you. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about ruin it, but yeah, it's going to get... <laughs> very specific, very, very quickly. <laughs> yeah, that's not what I was talking about, though. Okay, what are you talking about? Normally, we start off by talking about what we're drinking. Yep. Today, we have to start talking about the space we are sitting in. Why do we have to talk about that? Because I finally have a chair. <laughs> like an actual chair, like a chair that actual, you can sit in. A cherry chair, a chair <laughs> for sitting. <laughs> so for the longest time, I was sitting in an old like kitchen table chair mm-hmm. while we were recording our podcast. Lisa would always give me dirty looks because I was angling myself back and forth and I couldn't sit still just because it was uncomfortable and not very much fun to sit in. But starting here soon, I'll be transitioning to a work from home job. So we did a little, you know, light remodel on the home office. Slash make, studio. Slash studio to make room <laughs> for me to jump in onto this. Mm-hmm. And uh, so now I have a desk with an office chair that's Derek sized and it's wonderful. And a computer. You have your very own computer. I have my very own computer, courtesy of a dear, dear friend. Okay. So, and then what else did we have to talk about? What we're drinking. Oh, yes. Well, um, New Year, same old for me. (laughs) Like, I'm having my trusty standby Drambuya. It's uh, Bonnie Prince Charlie's liqueur. Go listen to, I don't know, season one, episode one or two. I think we did we do a whole episode on it we did a whole episode on scotch for sure we did a scotch tasting but is it scotch yes oh yeah it is hey look at that what'd you think it was i don't know i just thought it was just regular whiskey but it says scotch whiskey it's a scotch whiskey liqueur with heather honey herbs and spices so we're kind of battling something not sure if it's covid but i figured i'm pretty sure it's just a cold not covid we the kids had the same thing last week and we got you know, one of the kids tested last week and one of the kids tested the week before no, they that. Didn't. We've only had one kid tested. I thought we had a, the nope. oldest tested at some nope. point. Okay, regardless, there was <laughs> testing and there was negativity. Yes, so, but we also know that rapid tests are not as conclusive. We do. So anyway. But we also know it's Omicron and we're all going to get it anyway. So that's the point is that I don't know whether it's just a cold, if it's a, a, a strain of flu or if it's COVID, but I'm going to treat it with some whiskey and some honey and herbs and spices and see if I can't kick it before it kicks me. And then what are you drinking? I am drinking a large one pint can of Coors Light bought for just over a dollar at a Walmart. <laughs> High class, this one. Yes, <laughs> I am high class. You're welcome. So let's just let's just jump into this, okay? So we've gotten you know your desk situation out of the way. The we've gotten your chair and the yep. booze. So definitely, spoiler alert: turn back now, because going forward, no holds barred. Right. So we're gonna talk about stuff, and not only stuff, 
things. things. Stuff and things. True story. So, um, firstly, Hawkeye came out first, right? So, that came out before Spider-Man No Way Home. Yes. And so, cute, wonderful, heartfelt, just awesome show. I really, really enjoyed Hawkeye. Yeah. It's the best I've ever seen Jeremy Renner. The most, like, relatable. I don't like him, but no, I like Hawkeye. It's, he's just, he was so relatable and wonderful and watching him, getting more of him and his family, getting closure to his story, mm-hmm. getting closure about what happened to him and Natasha yeah. on Vermeer. Yep. Um, you know, it's just like... Isn't it Vermeer? Maybe it is. Vermeer, I think, is from a planet from Mass Effect. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> but... But, like, yeah, and it... It doesn't just, like, rehash old stuff, though. And Kate Bishop, like, pulls out the good side of him, yeah. not, like, just the grizzled, you know, superhero yeah, side. like the human side. Well, And, yeah. like, his, like, LARPer buddies. Yep. And the dog. And, like, there's just a lot of heart. A lot of heart in this TV show. And it yep. makes you laugh as much as anything else. And then, you know, spoiler against spoiler alert, Yelena Belova, Natasha's sister, plays yep. a role in the TV show. And uh, she's just like she was in Black Widow. She is just hilarious, just a delight in this TV show. She is just always sassy. Do with not the, get the between her mac and cheese and her sriracha. That is true. Like that that's her go-to true. thing. So yeah, it. And then of course, you know, there's again spoiler alert at the very end. The the reveal of the big baddie. The big baddie. Oh, what are you talking about? I was talking about his wife. Oh. Agent 19. Yes. Uh, you know, his wife, whom is long suffering of his avenging, but very proud of him. And you like, how did they end up? How did they make it work? How did they meet each other? Blah, 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 right. blah. So that connects. It's revealed that she was yeah. a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent once upon a time. Yep. And chose to settle down and start a, start a family with him mm-hmm. instead of pr- pursuing her career as an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. So, you know, don't mess with. Uh, but it Mama, actually it came up it dumb. came up in the first episode because the watch was what <coughs> again work working through I am some really, illness really sorry um but in the first episode the watch is part of this black site or black auction you know what is that called i have no idea what you're talking about I can't even remember how they described it, but essentially it was an auction for underground collectors who... Right. It's a black market auction. There it is. Black market. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. And uh, this watch came up and nobody got kind of knew why it was important, but it was there in like the very first episode. And some people were bidding on it and it was... At the very end of the season... It was revealed why... It was revealed why. Clint stayed around so long is because... That was something he that needed the watch would have led back to his wife right. and his family. And he's desperate to finally right. once and for all get them off the right. grid. So. so and I think one of the big things that we enjoyed and I know we have friends who really enjoyed as well was the back and forth play between Kate Bishop and Yelena and just Kate the way. The Bishop. <laughs> yes. The way they just like took jabs at each other. It kind of was reminiscent of Black Widow, the sisters kind of, you yeah. know, fighting with each other a little bit. It was this this was a show about family, about how family can betray you, about how you'll put everything on the line for family, about how the loss of family is devastating to deal with. Yep. 
and how you can find family in the most unlikely places. Right, because you find out towards the end of the season that Elena was blipped, and when she came back, Natasha was, was gone. gone. Right. So, um, yeah, there was a lot of heart. And there's a lot with Kate, the main character, Kate Bishop, who's the new Hawkeye. She lost her dad. She lost her dad, and then, you know, twists and turns along the way, she ends up in some ways losing her mom, too. Right. And it's rough. It's really hard. Right. So the... Um, the work, the work in with Spider-Man on this, the huge reveal that had me, honest to God, I was sitting on the couch saying, holy fucking shit, over and over and over again, because it just, it blew my mind. And this is how it connects to Spider, Spider-Man No Way Home. In the second to last episode, right? Second to last or la- or, or third to last, but in, One towards or the, the other. end of the season. Yeah, it was towards the end of the season. You find mm-hmm. out that her mom is working with Kingpin. Right. The played, Kingpin. Played by Vincent D'Onofrio. And if you're familiar. Who was Kingpin right. in the Daredevil TV show that on was Netflix, on Netflix. Which is was always kind of MCU adjacent or MCU's. Yes. Well, they you had know, the um, the Marvel credit at the beginning. Right. So, you know, I know it was in the MCU, but there wasn't really any crossover between the two. Right. They would in the TV shows on Netflix, they would mention like the big green guy and his crew just kind of mentioning and passing right. the Avengers. Or the um, attack on New York. Yeah, the attack on New York. We recovered so quickly, blah blah blah, and you know, that was always a part of it. Right. But there never really was interplay until you know, number 1 you see the Kingpin on a new Marvel TV show on Disney Plus. Right. Which to me means eventually we could get the Netflix TV shows on Disney Plus. Well, at least Daredevil anyway. Well, and uh, you know, we may even get more of them. If Disney Plus thinks that there's more money to be made off of Luke Cage or Jessica Jones or Daredevil or Iron Fist Punisher. or the Defenders or Punisher, they're yep. going to bring them over. I don't think you're ever going to see Punisher on Disney Plus. That's pretty rough for Disney. Disney has Star Wars movies that are not rated R. No, but they're pretty rough still. Not they're PG. Kylo Ren kills his dad. Yeah. Spoiler alert. They're PG thirteen <laughs> rough. They're PG thirteen rough, not rated R rough. Uh, we'll have to come back to that. Anyway, so the crossover. Yeah. So that's is the, you have Kingpin showing up in Hawkeye. Right. And then in Spider-Man No Way Home, Charlie Cox shows up as Matthew Murdoch, who plays, who is Daredevil. Mm -hmm. And so you have, in the same weekend, two mentions, two nods to the same... The same TV, TV show. show, right? Yeah, the that was on Netflix. The hero of the TV show yeah. showing up in a movie, and the villain of the TV show showing up in another TV show. Yeah, really starting to like bring it all together, and like, pardon my French, but Charlie Cox's appearance in Spider-Man is the straight-up highlight of the movie for me. Really? More so than anything else. More so than seeing dr octavius or green goblin or seeing three spider-men on the screen at the same time blah 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 blah. again spoiler alert (laughs) it's all great it's all entertaining it's all that's also a very heartfelt film very heartfelt production but daredevil's my favorite yeah and to see him on the big screen was amazing and you know obviously he was not daredevil he was matthew murdoch the lawyer but, but they gave a nod to it. Yep. To say that, like, this just isn't Matthew Murdoch. And, There's and something it. else about There's him. There's something else going on here. And if you're in the know, you know what's going on. Right. So people, 
half the people in the world hate Spider-Man because of what he did to Mysterio. Half of them think he's a hero. Right. So the people who think that Mysterio was a hero, they bought into Mysterio's lies. They think Spider-Man's a murderer. And they are protesting outside his house. And Charlie Cox, uh, well, Matt Murdock is showing up to be his lawyer. Yep. Because he has interest in superhero and law uh-huh. and the things mixed in with that for obvious reasons. Which I think you may may also lead into a potential Matt Murdock appearance on the She-Hulk TV show because... Um, Jennifer Walters, I want to say, She-Hulk's name is. Uh, she's a lawyer. Mm. And so I think there maybe a potential tie there, regardless. So he was there, and someone threw a brick into Peter Parker's house. Mm-hmm. And before anyone could really react, even Peter, which is pretty shocking because right. he has his Peter tingle. Yep. <laughs> uh, Daredevil reached out and caught the brick. Before it could hit Peter, and uh, like it was, his back was to the window. Yeah. And it was an instantaneous, like he was almost reaching out to catch the brick before the window was broken. Yeah. Like it was that, like boom. Yep. And um, you know, Peter was like, uh, "What was that?" Because you know, game recognizes game. Right. He asked, "How'd you do that?" How'd you do that? And Match said, "I'm a really good lawyer," and. Like, you know, Peter's life is falling to shit, so he wasn't going to follow up with that too much. But, man, did that make my day. Yep. Because, you know. And then yeah. we actually saw we saw Spider-Man No Way Home before we watched the weekly's episode yes. of Hawkeye. Right. So then that was why when I saw Kingpin, I was sitting there, holy fucking shit, holy right. fucking shit. And because it's, like, it's they're opening a door. For a resurrection of a TV show that we really enjoyed. Not right. saying that they're going to have a Daredevil TV show, but the fact that they did it in the same weekend. That's a big deal. It I is th- a big that, deal. I, I have a hard time believing that that was not intentional. Right, right. Like Disney Disney doesn't. They just, don't half-ass anything. No. And nothing is like left to chance. Right. They've planned this out Especially so where Marvel is concerned. Yeah, they've planned it out so meticulously. That brings in a lot of money. Yeah. So they uh, they know what they're doing. So I don't know if we'll get another season of a Marvel or a Daredevil TV show. I don't know if we're going to get yet a, a third Daredevil movie. Heaven help us. Because the first two were pretty steamy hot garbage. Oh, but if you put Charlie Cox in there as Daredevil and then... Wait, yeah. or is the only the one? Well, it was Ben Affleck, and wasn't there somebody else? We got computers. Let's check tape. Uh, if vamp, 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 vamp. We're vamping while Lisa looks that up. I, for my brain, says there's two, but I can only think of one, so I don't know. I could be wrong on that, but the one with Ben Affleck was particularly terrible. Um, I'm only showing. I'm only showing one. Yeah. So I think what I'm thinking of the second one was. A sequel that was uh, Jennifer Gardner as Electra Nachios. Oh, yep. So there was like an Electra standalone movie that was kind of a sequel. She was playing the same character who was brought back to life, which is very, you know, that's very Electra storyline. Which yep. We, yep. you see in uh, season two and uh, Defenders in season three of Daredevil. So. Yep. They've got um, Daredevil, the TV series starting in 2015 and Daredevil, the movie of 2003 yeah. um, so i mean according to imdb it was not it was not great it was not it was not great and yeah but to put charlie cox in there and like he did such a phenomenal job he did 
That is my daredevil. Yeah. Charlie Cox is my daredevil. Right. And he's the problem is he's, he's having hot. he's having trouble getting other acting jobs because he acts every character blind, even when the character's not blind, because he's so Im- Oh, that's not true. He's doing other things. Let's check tape. Vamp, he's vamp, so, vamp. He so <laughs> immersed himself. Maybe it was a bad idea for us to be sitting in front of computers while doing this now. No, I've had a computer <laughs> the whole time. And I just I typically don't oh, do I'm anything because you know you don't like it when I do that, but like, oh no, he's got, yeah, he's got another TV series he's in called Kin, um, Relics and Rarities. He, yeah, he's got his TV show, Spider-Man No Way Home, and then pre-production on a new TV series called Treason. So he's still working. It's just, I mean, everybody loves him as Matt Murdock. <laughs> he is so good as Matt. He Murdock. is. It's he just is. Ridiculous. And just like everybody loves, loves Tom Holland as Peter Parker. Like there are certain people who are born to play certain roles. Yeah. And uh, Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. Yeah. Nobody I else could have played it. Like I mean, him. originally, like originally, originally, it should be Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise was cast. And Tom Cruise, look, Tom Cruise is a crazy. Oh, okay, allegedly a crazy cult member and is allegedly involved with something terrible and is allegedly kind of a shit human being. <laughs> but the dude, not allegedly, makes some really good movies, which is, you know, kind of terrible. You love his movies, but you kind of don't like who he is. Anyway. Right. But uh, I don't think he would have made a bad Tony Stark. It wouldn't have been a bad movie, but I don't think he would have gotten the MCU with Tom Cruise as yeah. As Tony Stark. You just, you wouldn't have had it. It wouldn't right. have had the same feel. It would have been a little too Top Gunny. Right. And and I, f- I feel like, I feel like Charlie Cox is Daredevil. I feel like Robert Downey Jr. is definitely Iron Man. Uh, Natasha, or no, Scarlett Johansson is Natasha Romanoff. Um, let's see, who else can I put in here? John Bernthal is definitely the Punisher. Oh, yeah. He is my Punisher forever and for always. Yeah. Um, and so, like, Vincent D'Onofrio is my kingpin. Like, yeah, no one else like could p- gonna, play that role. It's not going to work out for well if you try to have it different. Right. It, it won't be different. Right. He is the one. Uh-huh. Absolutely. So, I really, I really, really, really enjoyed that crossover yeah. from, you know, Netflix Marvel so, to okay, Disney. So, so now aside, it's canonical. Aside from the Kingpin appearing in Hawkeye and uh, Daredevil appearing in Spider-Man, mm-hmm. which also, I mean, brings the po- the potential bullseye. Like, I need more bullseye. He is such a fantastic villain. Anyway. Uh, and Elektra is still alive, so you could bring Elektra back from the Daredevil TV show. And, like, mm-hmm. I mean, you could really... That opens up the door to bringing a crap ton of characters... It does. ...into the, M- the MCU. Anyway. Yep. Besides all of that, which was, like some of the more important stuff to us to happen in those films. Talk about Hawkeye. What did you like about it? What scene was like, oh, that's hilarious. Or what kind of chapter ass? Um, give me a second to think on that. Okay, then I'll talk about what chaps my ass. So this movie, no, TV show, talking about Hawkeye, sorry. This TV show was so zoomed in to its characters. Taking, you know, their adventure is taking place against the backdrop of New York City. Right, at New, Christmas time. New York City skyline and New York City, you know, Rockefeller Plaza and the at giant Christmas tree. At Christmas time, yeah. At Christmas time, all this stuff. 
that like the authorities don't step in and are like, maybe stop tearing up our city, please. And there's one specific moment that makes me bring that up. They're on the bridge. The bridge. I was going to say, it's the bridge, isn't it? <laughs> Hawkeye, Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye, Clint Barton Hawkeye, shoots an arrow almost straight up into the air. No, Kate, Kate shoots that. And he has a Pym arrow. Yep. And he shoots his Pym arrow and hits Kate's arrow as it's falling down. And it expands into a ginormous skyscraper-sized arrow. And it impacts the bridge and sticks there in the bridge like a building in the middle of the street. And the bad guy's van crashes into it. And it's hilarious. It's a connection to Pym Tech. Blah, 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 blah. Wonder, wonderful gag. He legit did millions of dollars of damage to like an iconic landmark to probably something that's on the historic registry to something that is a lifeblood artery of traffic in and out of Manhattan. No Homeland Security or no, you know, uh, FBI agents, no, uh, you know, new Captain America uh, Falcon showing up to be like, bro, maybe not wreck stuff. No, it's never mentioned again. It's a throwaway gag and it's forgotten. That kind of fucking pisses me off. Because it's not like he was doing a Avengers level threat, save the world kind of nonsense. He was having a street fight with gangsters. I mean, Hawkeye is not, the Hawkeye TV show is not dealing with world shattering threats. Right. It's dealing with personal issues and personal problems and personal grievances and history that goes on there. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. So how does he get away with causing that much property damage? And there's no, like, consequence to it. It's literally never mentioned again. That kind of chaps my ass. Like, it didn't completely ruin the show for me, obviously, but it sure took me out of the story a little bit. That's, come on now, like. Well, I mean, okay, you have to figure it from this perspective. The Avengers and... All of those superhero types kind of leave a wake of destruction, you know? And that's that's part of what, you know, Civil War was about because Tony was like, you know, we have no oversight. And Cap is like, I don't want to be controlled by, you know, some power hungry nobody with their finger on a button, you know? Right. So like it kind of comes up in Civil War a little bit, but I think anytime you're dealing with superheroes, you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt because Law enforcement is going to look at it as, okay, well, it's an Avenger. You know, what are you going to do? They saved the world. We owe them, you know? And I think that's kind of the way society looked at it was, you know, we owe them. They saved us from destruction. How many times? So he gets to wreck the bridge? And, and they undid the blip, you know? (laughs) So like. Yeah, but there's a lot there's of people. There's a little bit of leeway there. there's a lot of people that are unhappy the blip was undone, which that's something that was addressed in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Right. But that wasn't really any, a, a topic of discussion because, like, New York still looks at all of the Avengers as superheroes because they saved New York how many times? A few. A few. So I think New York kind of just turns a blind eye because... I don't know if I buy that. They had a flippin' musical about Captain Rogers, so, like... About Captain America, sure. Not Hawkeye. No, but he was in there. And so, like, they put him up on this pedestal, and he's a superhero. And so, 
like everybody the larpers and whatnot people were like fawning over him people paid for their dinner and like he got into things because of who he was and like there's all this you know hubbub that he's an avenger and he's there in the city and the city owes him it still takes me out of it a little Uh, bit perhaps but you're you're just a crotchety old man well it's like ha he dropped a arrow the size of a building on a bridge and the bridge didn't move the bridge didn't buckle it didn't creak and groan it didn't break you know, it like so your your real rub is that the bridge wasn't damaged as much as it should have been. Because your initial rub was that you know he made a mess of things, millions of dollars worth of damage, and look, now either, you're saying it's not damaged enough. Either the arrow is a giant heavy object that will stop a speeding vehicle, or. It is the weight of an, and strength of an arrow, and the van would have gone right through it. You can't have it both ways. If the arrow is strong enough to embed itself... So the whole scene the, just rubbed you the wrong way because yeah. none of it made any sense to you. Right. Why don't I, you just say that I rather actually, than it didn't I do got, enough damage or it did too much? I got a spoiler for that scene, so I knew the Pym arrow was coming. And what I expected was that one of them was going to shoot an arrow laterally along the ground and someone was going to shoot the pim arrow and hit that arrow or they're going to shoot them at the same time and they were going to combine you know what i mean and then like a, a giant arrow bouncing down the bridge taking stuff out that makes way more sense to me than a, embedding a building sized arrow in a bridge with no consequences or no, like, perceivable damage to the bridge. Besides, Well, there would still be consequences taking stuff out because there would still be damage. Yeah, but... Plus, there'd be a massive arrow that you have to handle. Right. But there's going to be a massive arrow you have to handle regardless. Now right? there's not one, like, embedded in a giant-ass bridge. So it's it just, like, I think that scene could have been handled better. I'm not a TV writer. I am not, a, you know, a producer. So I can't say for sure, like, oh, I could have done that better. But that scene specifically... I don't want to say I could have done it better, but I could have done it worse. I couldn't have done it worse. Is Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. You could have done it worse, too. Maybe, but like... that. that I don't know that your version would have been as entertaining. I think it would have. A giant arrow, like, bounce, bounce, bounce as it skids down the road and blocks the street. Like, I think that would have been fine. It would have had the same effect. Yeah, but far more CGI was needed, and the budget may not have afforded that. I don't know if I buy that. Because massive arrow that has to be CGI'd in. So seriously, don't don't talk unless you know. I don't know if I buy that. Come on, dude. What scene did I like or not like? Yeah, what chapped your ass? That's what we need to know. I don't think I had any scenes that really chapped my ass. Not really, anyway. Um, you also complained bitterly about his escape into the tree. Yes. You're just a grumpy old man. That's what it comes down to. Like, I enjoyed the whole thing from start to finish. But, I mean, I'm I'm one of those people that I'm along for the ride. So, like, <laughs> even with Spider-Man No Way Home, like, I struggled because I didn't know who Andrew Garfield was. I had no idea yeah, that we, he... We didn't watch those Spider-Men. I didn't watch those Spider-Men. So, I didn't know at all. And so, like, the audience was, like, roaring and screaming. And, and I'm just, like... And cheering and crying. 
And I'm just like, who is this guy? Does he do the voice for the Spider-Man? <laughs> so, like, I was legit confused, but I still enjoyed it. Like, I liked having, you know, a whole bunch of people in the audience who were ecstatic to see him up there. So I was like, okay, I'm here for the ride. Let's enjoy this. It didn't take anything away, and it didn't add anything because I had no connection. So, but... Anytime it comes to entertainment for me, it's just as, as long as it's entertaining, I'm happy. I don't think about the logistics of it. Like <laughs> arrows and bridges don't bother me. Yeah, okay. You know, Hawkeye jumping into a tree and then Kate Bishop finding a way to get him out. Like it, none of that bothered me <laughs> at all. And I mean, I think maybe. <sighs> all right. So one of the scenes that from Hawkeye anyway, that would have just kind of kind of struck me uh-huh. was um, when Kate and Clint were um, being detained by the pantsuit mafia yep. or the sweat tracksuit mafia, suit mafia. <laughs> whatever <laughs> you know what I mean and uh, she was like giving the guy at relationship advice right like I would have liked a more efficient turnaround on that rather than you know at the end when they're having their their big battle and then it pays off because between the time you know you kind of forget that they had that conversation because there's a lot going on so like if they had given me the payoff on that sooner i might have liked that a little bit better but otherwise i mean i enjoyed the whole thing yelena and kate and kingpin holy fucking shit well not that's the other thing I now need more of Kingpin's story. I know. Because it's obvious the dude's had it rough. Because instead of the three black SUVs and all the bodyguards and the beautiful, gorgeous handmade suits that conceal extremely high-tech body armor inside of them and contacts in the FBI and with senators and all of this money, we get like Panama Kingpin. Yeah, which he's like, like down he's, on his luck. He's it kind of like this weird down on his luck kingpin with a weird fashion choice. But then also, he's different. Yep. He took an arrow to the chest. And Something just like, happened. Oh, yeah. wow, an arrow in my chest. And then he takes it out. And then he rips a car door off of a car. And not just like, oh, I bent it back because I'm so angry and heavy and full of rage. Which, like, I could do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I threw my shoulder into a car door, I could bend it back. No, 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 no. He legit rips a car door right. off of the car and throws it like Survives an explosion. Feet. Right. That happens, yeah. like, right at crotch level for him. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, something's going on. Mm-hmm. And so I would like more, more, please. More. Yes. And I'm wondering, like, there's a couple of different ways they could bring that out. We could get more Daredevil. Or we could get Kingpin in Moon Knight. With Oscar Isaacs. Uh-huh. So like, there's a couple of different places he could show up again. He could but even I think show up. I think they're going to like put a little more <laughs> emphasis on Echo. Yep. I mean, because her story is very compelling. So in the comic books, Echo is the adopted daughter of the Kingpin, who she finds out was responsible for the death of her parents. And ends up shooting him. Well, in the she eye. finds out that Kingpin yeah, is responsible, responsible for, for the, the death, death of her parents, and then it shoots Kingpin in the eye, and he survives. Blah blah blah. Comic books. But, but it's kind of setting it up to be like the comic quite books because right. she shot him once well, she no, found out you that. You don't know who got shot. 
The screen panned away. Come on. It's a, it is away. so a callback to the comic books. The, yes, it is. But Because she had the gun and she, and she she was right. pointing but it this, at him. But we didn't see him shot. And he loves her like a daughter. Which is a lie. He just loves to manipulate people for right. his own benefit. But uh, so she, her thing is that, yes, she's deaf, but she also has a similar ability to the taskmaster where if she watches someone do something, she can repeat exactly what they have done perfectly. But so, then she's also a double amputee. Yeah. No, single amputee. I thought she was double. No, she's missing one leg and she's deaf. And so um, she, you know, like she can watch a ballerina perform and then suddenly she can perform ballet as if she's a professional ballerina. Hmm. Or she can watch a concert pianist play a concerto. They didn't really bring that out too much in the show. Not too much, no. They just showed her as training really hard and being Mm -hmm. a really good fighter. Yeah. But, um, you know, so she's another one of those people that's not necessarily... Super powered, just ridiculously skilled. Okay. You know, like the same, same as Hawkeye, same as Kate Bishop, same as Yelena, you know, uh, same Not as... Not super powered, but incredibly skilled. But incredibly skilled. skilled. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Th- you're Peggy right. Carter. They, they could yeah. do an Echo TV show and have... I mean, they are doing an Echo TV show, but Kingpin can come back as the villain in that quite easily. Yeah, but I still say it's just, it's too, it's, it's too, what's the word? Um, I don't know. What's the word? The word that, I was going to say consequential. It's too coincidental. There it is. Coincidental that they brought Kingpin and Daredevil back the same weekend. Like it just, at the same time, it's just, it's just too. It's like, hmm, what's going on here? Yeah, they're they're up yeah. to something, yeah. and I'm here for it. And so, um, yeah, I I liked Echo. I liked the character of Echo. I just I liked everything about it. So there's not really anything that chapped my ass. All right, and That's fine. I would say the same the same thing you with Spider Man. Giant crab like me, I understand. Yeah, you're a crabby old man. Crabby old men should not not critique works of entertainment because works <laughs> of. <laughs> yes, because you're crabby about everything, and the drambuie is getting to me, and so. So you're not in the mood to deal with my crab. <laughs> Everybody should just smile and laugh and have a good time, because. Yes. Okay, so we went on and on for uh, Hawk about Hawkeye for a little while. Um, now maybe we should think about transitioning and, and gushing. Switch about gears Spider-Man to Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I agree, but let's take a break real quick. All right. Spider-Man. No way home. Spider-Man. Yeah, I'm not going to keep doing that. So, Spider-Man. Spider-Man, No Way Home. Great movie. If you haven't seen it, well, we just, we've been spoiling it for yeah. you. But we're going to spoil it even more. <laughs> Aunt May dies. Aunt May dies. It's a real bummer. But It is. Look. I had a he friend, lost Uncle Ben. I had a friend explain it to me this way. The point of Spider-Man, the character, is that his life is a fucking mess. Mm-hmm. From the day Stan Lee invented him until today, Spider-Man's not supposed to have his life together. Spider-Man is not supposed to have it all figured out. Spider-Man is not supposed to get what he deserves. Because he's not that kind of hero. He's not mm-hmm. a Tony Stark kind of hero. He well, is I a- would say Tony didn't get what he deserved either. Fair enough. But I'm just. But I'm saying, you know, Peter. 
I read in, an in article. In the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Peter has had his life way too much together. He's had his cake and ate it too. Aunt May found out about it. It's cool. I have this new father figure named Happy because my father figure named Tony died. It's cool. Like, yes, I'm suffering from heartache. Yes, bad things are happening. But I get the girl. And I still get my best friend. And that's going to make it okay. We're going to go to college. We're going to have all this. I'm going to have a normal life and be Spider-Man. He can't do that. That's like the whole point of the character is that you can't do that. And with great power comes great responsibility. So Peter has to choose. The st- he can't have that stuff he wants because he's Spider-Man. Well, I mean, I read an article that was talking <clears throat> about how Spider-Man was trying to live up to what Tony was. Right. And so, like, Tony was a flawed human being, and Tony expected more out of Peter. Right. And so, Peter was yeah, learning was, all of these lessons yeah. from from Tony, and the final lesson that he learned from Tony is that sometimes self-sacrifice, losing everything that yeah. you love, is the right and, I choice. I mean, he, he lost it all. He's starting from, from nothing. He's he literally is. starting from nothing. He is. So, I mean, we'll go into all the details of it, but he's, you know. Oh, no, I'm going to go into some of the detail because, like, okay, so there were a lot of people who sniff snuffled over Aunt May's death. Like, it caught them off guard and it was such a bummer and they cried. And honestly, it wasn't Aunt May's death that got me. It was the what made me cry was at the very end of the episode. Episode. or the the Film. movie, yeah. sorry. Um, when Peter's saying goodbye to his bre- best friend and his love, you know, his girlfriend. And that to me, knowing what you have and giving it up is far more um, emotional. Yeah. Emotional than, than losing someone. Right. We've all lost someone. Well, and he didn't give him up once, he gave him up twice. Yeah, so like it's, it was, that to me was hard because it was, it was, you know, he came back from the blip and he's there and everything seems to be going fine until the whole world finds out who Spider-Man is and then everybody's coming for him and he wants everybody to forget except for this, you know, certain few people and them knowing causes you know all kinds of issues and so the only way to actually fix it is to make it so that everybody forgets who spider-man is including the people he loves his family his only remaining family family may is gone right so now happy has forgotten about his protege his ward Mm -hmm. you know um mj has forgotten about her boyfriend her love ned Ned has has forgotten about about his best best friend. friend And uh-huh. so he goes and he goes to find them after a couple of weeks of trying to figure out his life. And they, they're moving on. They're moving on. And he sees that cut on Zendaya's head, on MJ's head. Knowing me put her in danger. Do I really want her to know me again? Mm-hmm. So, like, there's there's this this heartache and this pain that goes with, you know, sacrificing what you want. Right. So that other people are safe and cared for and as a mother i resonate with that and i mean my son who is 16 years old so you know fairly similar age to spider-man you know it, it cut deep for him too and he was he was kind of an emotional he mess a for a little bit after it, yeah and so you know coming to grips with losing you know someone you love like 
teenage love. Love is still it's, love. It's hard. And I can remember being a teenager and thinking I was in love and going through those heartbreaks and, you know, suffering like no one had ever suffered and how dramatic the whole thing was. <laughs> but looking back on it, the real love is sparing them the suffering. Yeah. And I think part of that, you know, goes back to my my Christian faith because for me, you know, Jesus sacrificing himself that was a Christ-like sacrifice. Right. So like Jesus sacrificing himself for me knowing me and how awful a human being I am, but he still put himself up there. You know, that that speaks volumes. And Peter did something very similar. He right. knew Ned. He yeah. knew MJ. He knew Happy. He knew Dr. Strange. He knew all of these people. Well, and here's the interesting thing. Before Dr. Strange knew Peter Parker, Dr. Strange knew Spider-Man. Yep. So Spider-Man was not erased from the universe. Right. Just Peter Parker. So, like... Doctor Strange would be like, "Oh, hey, Spider-Man, who I fought in the Infinity Wars with, but I don't know, who, you know, your true identity." Uh-huh. He, he's forgotten that. So yeah, there's there's a lot they have to explain, but it doesn't take away from the sacrifice that Peter gave. Right, and it you was know, he chose, it, for me that was the most heart wrenching part. He's still Peter Parker, but he chose Spider-Man over Peter. Right, like he had, you know, and even um, the Green Goblin and Doctor Octavius made references in the beginning part of the film that he, Peter always tries to have it both ways, and he can't. You can't have it both. And, you know, our Peter chose this or their Peter chose that or what Peter, you you know, what are you going to choose? And so it was really interesting to watch him choose. And, you know, Peter Parker working as a staff photographer for J. Jonah Jameson and taking pictures of Spider-Man who is him, but profiting off of someone, you know, anti-Spider-Man propaganda. It's going to be neat to see them kind of get back to Spider-Man basics. Yeah. You know, and I don't know who the next villain will be because they have tentatively or soft committed to three more movies with Tom Holland in them as Mm Spider-Man. I'm guessing at least one of those is going to be an Avengers style movie, if not two of them, but we may get one more standalone Spider-Man movie. Hmm. So that'll be interesting to see. I mean... I've been saying this for, believe it or not, 14 years. Because that's how long the MCU's been around. I kind of wonder how long they can keep this up. Well, I think as are they keep on like, changing, you know, we, because... Yeah, but are we going to be seeing, like, a grandson of Tony Stark is the new Iron Man no, in see, Iron Man 15 no. in 2055? Like, is that what's going to happen? And if that's the case, I'm kind of pissed that I'm going to die before I see the end of the MCU. <laughs> like, come on. But now you got to figure it's it's going to transition just like everything else has. Because, I mean, when you look at what started the MCU, you had Iron Man and the Hulks. But I kind of struggle with that because they weren't um, Mark Ruffalo. So, yeah, but the Ang Lee one, the first one with Eric Bana was phenomenal. Fight me in the alley if you think otherwise. Uh, we're not getting into that. So I, I I guess you can say that, you know, there was the MCU started really, really officially started with Iron Man. Technically, no, but also technically, yes. Yes. So Iron Man's dead now. Well, Tony Stark is dead now. So 
you're seeing a shifting of the focus. And I think since Endgame, you can kind of see that because they're moving away from those first Avengers, you know, Thor and... Well, we get one more um, Thor. Captain America. We get and a new Captain America. Iron Man and all of those. So you're seeing a little bit of a shift. Well, okay. So Eternals was books, a major shift. Yep. Oh, well, it brings in Black Knight, which is one of my all-time favorite. Another of my all-time right, favorite Right, but that's characters. a major if shift away from like Avengers. If I my superhero team, Black Knight, with the Ebony, Ebony Blade, and Daredevil are making my cut. Okay. Okay. We that's may, a lot of dead air, dude. We, uh, my brain just fell apart there for a oh, second. Yeah. putting it back together. <laughs> um, we may have to do an episode where we put together our ultimate team. Our ultimate superhero team. Uh, that's like, not for tonight. Not we'll for talk tonight. But the like, brainstorming uh, can wait until we're done with this. Yeah. What we're what I'm talking about though is okay, the sorry. shift away mm-hmm. from Iron Man, Thor, Captain America to a new generation. To a new generation. To yeah. another generation, and they're bringing in new villains and new superheroes, and they're moving on without these people who have either ch- well, both of them actually chose to move on. Captain America and Iron Man both chose to. To end things where they chose to end them. And so you're looking at this whole new generation of superheroes and villains. And I guess you can kind of tie it into your faith by saying there's nothing new under the sun. Like it's an Ecclesiastes thing where no matter, you know, what they're doing, there's always going to be a superhero. There's always going to be a villain. And they're yeah. always going to find a way to work it in. So I don't think the MCU is going to go away anytime soon. And yes, you may die before it <laughs> concludes. But thanks for that. that's just, that's life in a nutshell. You know, there's always good. There's always bad. And there's always storytellers. And that's yeah. the way we've been since the beginning of time. Yeah, I guess this one is just one of my favorite stories. Because nobody's ever tied this many movies together to tell one story. And that makes or TV it, shows. Yeah. And that makes it completely <laughs> different and unique, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, I know a lot of people. It's exciting. A lot of people don't like Marvel movies because in some circles it's fashionable to not like them. Because mm-hmm. they think they're just stupid. They put them in the same category as um, like the Fast and the Furious movies. You know, where yeah. it's just a popcorn, awesome, action, fun, summer, exciting, blow them up movie. Yeah. You know, it's not Citizen Kane, but it's, it's entertaining. And they put them in the same category as that. And I'm not trying to advocate for MCU movies being compared to Citizen Kane. I think they deserve to be in their own category, though, because there's a lot of thought and care that goes into crafting their storylines. And, you know, it's I think it's something special. And people that just dismiss it kind of frustrate me, especially if I can tell they're dismissing it because they think it's hip to dismiss it. Well, I think what's what's really interesting is we just had my family's Christmas get together this past weekend. Right. And the one thing that we all agree on is movies, like MCU movies. Like, we all will watch that. And we have vastly different well, political and religious views. No, but my sister and my brother, you know, both of whom we don't necessarily agree with everything they espouse. Um, so, like, the fact that they wanted to go see Spider-Man and they hadn't seen it yet and we didn't spoil anything for them... Hopefully they're not listening now. Um, I don't think we have to worry about that either. But they um, they definitely wanted to see it, and so there are some there are some ways 
that entertainment and specifically the, the MCU, mm-hmm. you know, bring families together because it's it's entertaining and it doesn't matter, you know, which aisle you sit on, whether it's religious or political, it's entertaining and they're fun to watch and there's, you know, a heart behind a whole lot of it. I mean, there was a lot of heart behind Hawkeye and there's a whole lot of heart behind Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean, Spider-Man obviously more. It's a more beloved character, but they in some ways mishandled Hawkeye in, in his first couple of appearances. He always was kind of like... Brooding. Well, and like also featuring. You know what I mean? He was never the star. Right. He's like the Avengers with... But that was kind of like in the TV show. They kind of made him an afterthought, you know, in the musical. Yeah. And so like in the musical, oh, he's just kind of here too. And so like, I think he feels that on a very deep level. Yeah. It, It resonates, we'll say. Yeah. So he... Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it, it was a deeper look at him and it was good but but spider-man definitely is a big draw as opposed to hawkeye yeah, right yeah but so. i think they have equal amounts of heart and they're equally worth watching for vastly different reasons because like hawkeye yeah, i don't know if I, I would say for vastly different well, reasons no, because like hawkeye has a family that's intact that he's preserving and he's well he fought to get back and he's willing to put his life on the line to save but it's and spider-man has no one nobody what is he fighting for like what is he fighting for now he's got no no, one he fought he fought to make things right to protect his family and he had to let what family he had left go he had to let mj and happy and ned go he had to let him go uh, Even though they were his family, what was the, the tattered remains of what was his family, he had to let them go to protect them. Yeah, it, I get it. So but they're it's both a, about family. They are, but it's just, it's vastly different because Hawkeye manages, I, I, fight me on it, because Hawkeye will do what, ta- what it takes to preserve his, and Spider-Man just kind of lets it go, because he has to, but still, he just lets it go. Yeah. And Hawkeye fought tooth and nail, spilled all kinds of blood and sweat and tears Mm -hmm. protecting the sanctity of his family. And I'm not saying there's any sort of like character flaw in Spider-Man because he let his go. I think it was harder. Okay. We're running out of time. We have one more thing we have to talk about for a few minutes. Okay. What the fuck, Doctor Strange? What do you mean? Like, seriously, you're the fucking grown up in the room. Oh, God. You're going to do this spell when the Sorcerer Supreme, Wong, who's now your boss, and has way more experience than you, even if he doesn't have quite the level of talent you have, is like, don't do that. It's too dangerous. And you're just like, nah, fuck it, whatever. Like, I'm drinking my coffee. But that's that's Doctor Strange. It's just like, I'm so glad that Doctor Strange 2, Multiverse of Madness, is like, well, Steven, you certainly screwed the fucking pooch here. And now you're going to have to, like, put in some work to but honestly, fix your damn okay, mess. Okay, no, that's that's Stephen Strange, though. Because even in his movie, when he first shows up, and, like, your first introduction to Stephen Strange is this cocky son of a bitch who runs kind of bitch. the hospital, essentially, because he's so well, good at what he does. Like, he, he steps in on this guy's patient and, and is like, like, you're, you're going to kill him. Yeah. I'm right. You're wrong. I'm going to do this. The other guy's like, the worst. right. So, like, he doesn't care what other people think. Right. If he's right, he's right. And he's going to do what he thinks is right. right. And 
it doesn't matter if it puts somebody in jeopardy because he thinks it's right. So that's kind of just who he is. And you kind of want him to be better than that since losing um, the ancient one. You would think that he would have a little bit of perspective and be like, you know, maybe I don't know everything. Boy, maybe I kind of fuck things up. (laughs) Maybe I'm not as right all the time as I think I am. Maybe some things are outside of my control and I just shouldn't mess with them. But no. No, that's not the case. That's that's not Stephen Strange. Yeah, so like, you know, uh, Mordo coming back and evil Doctor Strange being revealed and like he, I just had to acknowledge before we ended for the day that he really screwed the pooch. (laughs) <laughs> and like he kind in the in in the Spider-Man movie, he kind of got away scot-free. I think it's gonna come back to bite him. In I this think movie. it's gonna come back to bite him hard, and he's gonna have to do some serious work to undo the, the mess he made, the bullshittery that he yeah. participated in. Yeah, it's that will be because it's too. it's fair to say that there's stuff waiting out there that wants to come in, and and you just opened it all up. Yeah, he well, he didn't open it up. He tried to keep it under tight lock, but I mean, there are some doors that you you can't open even a little bit without whatever behind it bursting yeah. through. So I think that's what's going to end up happening. I think so. It, so that I just had to get that in there. <laughs> Fun little segue on Doctor Strange Woo-hoo. that you know that really shouldn't have been a part of this episode. But hey, we're all over the place. He was in the film. So. He was, but. It was supposed to be about Hawkeye and Spider-Man, and we kind of, yeah, we went all over to Daredevil and Doctor Strange. Yeah, it's been a strange ride, so why don't we wrap this up? What do you say? Okay. All right. So. We got them both in this episode. Good. Oh, we've had them both in this episode a lot. Um, so sorry for all the spoilers. Also, not at all sorry for the spoilers. Like, sorry for all the raspy voices and coughing. Yes, and that we are sorry. Long pauses. We're seriously fighting something. Um, we're not gonna say what it is because we don't know. Anyway, no clue. More dead air. You're not talking. I'm oh, talking. I thought you 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 did the segue. You said oh, anyway. Um, <laughs> we are just about done with season two of Doctor Knows Best, which yep. is kind of crazy to think about how many episodes of this we've done. Yeah. Like, it seems like, yeah, we got a couple under our belt, but we're at, like, what, 40 or something ridiculous this is like that? Av- actually, it's episode 47, this one. Holy cow. Okay, yeah. so we're 47 episodes into a podcast five people listen to, but we're doing <laughs> it. We're doing it, and it's ours. And <coughs> More coughing. Oh, goodness. <laughs> So we're, we're ending this season. Uh, normally it would be a Bible episode, but we struggle with starting the year with something so heavy. So it is going to be a Bible episode, but it's not going to be a super heavy one. It's going to be just kind of this, this weird, quirky thing that you don't normally think about. And that would be the relevance of New Year's resolutions for Christians. Right. Like, like what are, does that really are mean? Are we supposed to do that? Is it good that we do that? Is it bad that we do that? You know, how should we feel about that tradition and where did that tradition start? And right. So we're going to dive into that a little bit next week and then we're going to take a break. Uh, you guys won't see or hear from us uh, for February. And then we'll come back uh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Bushy-tailed and bright-eyed. For season uh, bushy-eyed three. Bushy-eyed and bright-tailed. Um, <laughs> and we will do season three. So Until next week, this has been Doctor Knows Best, Bible Bowl and Booze. I'm Lisa. And I'm Derek. Have a great week. <laughs>